It's Friday, February 16th, 2024. Hope you've caught your breath after that run of Lunar New Year, Super Bowl Sunday, Mardi Gras, Valentine's Day, and Ash Wednesday all put together. Welcome to episode 90 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Bueller. In this edition of the Postcast, a historic building burns near Gene Sweeney Park. Alameda debates the future of the Open Government Commission. The planning board has been busy. The school board provides an update and some good news. Get to know your District 7 Senate candidates. The Alameda International Film Festival is upon us. And the Alameda Animal Shelter needs your help to restock their food pantry. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story. On Monday evening, Alameda Fire Department responded to a small structure fire near the intersection of Sherman and Clement by the entrance to Gene Sweeney Park. The structure in question was the former office space for the Alameda Beltline Railway and the building dated to 1924. The Beltline ceased operations in 1998 and the building remained abandoned and boarded up until becoming part of the park. In recent days, you might have noticed an encampment of unhoused people set up under the porch of the building. Earlier, area residents had made multiple calls to various city departments and services reporting that unhoused individuals were starting fires near the porch area of the structure. Dorothy Freeman, board member of the Gene Sweeney Open Space Park Fund, a charity that provides funding assistance to the Alameda Recreation and Parks Department for the park, was one of the locals who had contacted city officials to report the use of open flames. In an email to ARPD, Freeman wrote, quote, We worry about unhoused individuals sheltering in the building, starting a fire, and burning the building down, end quote. She did not receive a response. AFD Public Information Officer Kevin Tidwell noted that multiple city departments had reached out to the individuals, including the homeless outreach team, and Fire Chief Nick Luby, who addressed the individuals and informed them that open fires being used for cooking and warmth were not allowed. On Monday, when AFD arrived on the scene, no one was found at the site and there were no injuries reported. The building is still standing, although it did sustain substantial damage. The question now is, what will become of the building? As Alameda Post historian Dennis Evanosky noted, quote, it represented what little remains of the Alameda Beltline itself, end quote. For full details, including pictures of the damage, see Kelsey Gore's article at alamedapost.com news. The Open Government Commission in Alameda exists to help ensure city business is conducted in accordance with the city's Sunshine Ordinance, keeping the workings of government transparent to all. Four years ago, the city council stripped the commission of any enforcement powers, making the body advisory only. Now, city council will decide whether to continue having the commission hear complaints about alleged violation of the Sunshine Ordinance or hire a hearing officer or attorney to do so. The impetus for considering the current change is that Mayor Marilyn Ezzie Ashcraft and Councilmember Tracy Jensen have asserted that a jury of peers, Alameda residents, each appointed by a council member, is not qualified to determine if the Sunshine Ordinance has been violated. Although three of the currently appointed commissioners are attorneys, the mayor and Jensen, along with Councilmember Malia Vela, agree that one attorney is better suited to resolve complaints expeditiously, as complaints can sometimes be technically or legally complex. At an Open Government Commission meeting on January 29th, some commissioners opined that the process would be hurt by not having members of the community weigh in on complaints. They voiced concern about whether the public could trust that a hearing officer would be a neutral, unbiased arbiter while on the city's payroll. Current Open Government Commission member and attorney Clinton Meow voiced this concern, quote, The only way to make the whole thing work is for the city council to give the hearing officer actual authority. Without that, it's just adding a different layer of a funded employee who gets to recommend a decision that goes to the city council and into a black hole, which is where our work has gone, end quote. The city council will consider two potential options at their meeting on the 20th. 
Both options would keep any oversight to an advisory-only capacity, while one of the options would eliminate the commission entirely. For full details, see Irene Dieter's article at alamedapost.com news. The planning board had a full slate recently. Let's look at their recent decisions. Back in 2019, the board had approved a development plan and use permit for a new Friends of the Alameda Animal Shelter facility on Bay Farm Island at 2331 North Loop Road. When pandemic hit, Foz was unable to conduct the necessary fundraising and the plan and permit expired. Foz was back to get those items reapproved. The new facility will not be an animal shelter, but rather a spay and neuter clinic as well as a training location. As of now, Foz must travel as far as Livermore for spaying and neutering. Some area residents voiced opposition, arguing that an animal shelter adjacent to a daycare and residences is not appropriate and that the planning board was not properly upholding zoning and development regulations. They said noise from a proposed dog run would lower the quality of life and the facility would adversely affect a popular walking path used by children and already constrained neighborhood parking. Several complained they had only just learned of the project through hearsay. Board staff responded that notices about the meeting were mailed to neighbors within 300 feet of the proposed facility on January 16th. Staff added that because the facility will be in Oakland Airport's flight path, it is required to install sound attenuation, which works both ways, meaning that the inside is protected from outside sound and outside is protected from inside sound. In the end, the board approved the plan and permit with a stipulation that the planned dog run would not be constructed and that training classes would be limited to six per weekend and none on weekdays. By the way, Foz is currently in need of pet food for their pet food pantry, details later in this episode. The board also approved a plan for Triumphant Life Church to continue holding services at 1413 Park Street after it was discovered that the church had performed work without proper building permits. Additionally, the church will open a full-time Christian bookstore at the location, thereby eliminating a perceived dead zone in the retail district since services are only held on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings. Finally, the board gave the go-ahead for Equity Residential to convert eight ground floor units of Alameda Point's Block 9, the Aero development, from retail to residential. Originally, the plan was for the ground level of the Aero site to be retail, but the developer has been unable to attract any businesses to the area. As you can imagine, foot traffic is nearly non-existent there, and there is no direct line of sight to the ferry terminal to attract passersby. One corner unit will remain as a commercial space. For full details on the planning board's activities, see Karen Jensen's article at alamedapost.com news. Lots of meetings this week. The Alameda Unified School District Board meeting was Tuesday. During the public comment section, many speakers wearing Union Red commented on the difficulties of living on a teacher's salary in the area, also noting the number of hours routinely worked. The three-year teacher's contract expires June 30th of 25, while the support staff contract expires June 30th of this year. California School District dashboard results were shared at the meeting, and AUSD is performing better than the California average in English language arts, mathematics, graduation rates, and suspension rates. One area in need of improvement, chronic absenteeism. School funding is affected by attendance rates, and a 1% decline in average daily attendance causes a financial loss of $1 million for the district. For a full look at the school board's meeting, see Joyce Boyd's article at alamedapost.com news. California primary right around the corner. You've got a lot of decisions to make as you cast your vote. We're here to help you decide. The Post will never endorse a candidate or measure, but in the interest of keeping you informed, we're presenting guides to positions held by the various candidates. You'll find our complete election guide at alamedapost.com election. Right now, a guide to those candidates running for state Senate District 7 seats. Adam Gillett looks at the people who are running to fill the seat of Nancy Skinner, who has reached her term limit. Alameda International Film Festival is back starting Thursday the 22nd, running through Sunday the 25th. More than 40 features and shorts, plus some great Q&A sessions, including animation legend Bill Plimpton, who you might remember from the glory days of MTV. 
He'll host an in-person screening of his new feature film, Slide, as well as an animation masterclass and join a live panel discussion with industry leaders from Pixar, Leica, and Fox Animation, including animators from Luca, Coraline, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Details for the festival at alamedapost.com features. Don't forget our walking history tours are back, and the first of 2024 focuses on the Park Street Business District. Join Dennis Evanoski and Adam Gillett as they examine the history of Park Street, explore what's behind some of the famous facades, and whatever happened to the Artesian Waterworks. The tour starts and ends at the Alameda Museum, where you'll be treated to a special tour of the collection. The tour is this Sunday and next Sunday. For details and tickets, head to alamedapost.com tours. Dennis has provided some great background as usual. Look for his article, Railroads, Streetcars, Shaped Park Street in the 19th Century at alamedapost.com history. As I mentioned earlier, friends of the Alameda Animal Shelter could use a hand right now. Their pet food pantry is almost empty. This vital service helps ensure that those who are struggling financially can be sure their pets are fed. They need dog and cat food, wet and dry, as well as kitty litter. The food must be unopened, and please no prescription foods. You can drop the food off at the shelter or even have it shipped via Amazon, Chewy, or some other provider to 1590 Fortman Way, Alameda, California, 94501. Details on the FAS Facebook page. AlamedaPost.com slash events for a guide to what's going on in Alameda. Kimberly Akimbo continues at the Altarina Playhouse through February 25th. Final weekend for Tomorrow Youth Repertory's production of Almost Maine at Trinity Lutheran Church, Saturday at 7, Sunday at 2. Farmer's Market, Saturday from 9 to 1. More events at alamedapost.com slash events. Also keep an eye on our local breweries as San Francisco Beer Week winds down. As a nonprofit news organization, the Alameda Post relies on the generosity of readers and listeners like you. Your tax-deductible donations help ensure local news continues for Alameda. Be sure to check with your employer about matching donations. To give, head to alamedapost.com slash memberships. Find the postcast wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. I'll be back next Friday with episode 91 of the Alameda Postcast.